From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. Welcome to season two of Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a while. I know it really has, but let's jump right into it. I think the people need the stories. Yeah. What's the topic for today? You're going to have to find out. I'm not telling you. You're not telling me. Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream a dream that you wanted to dream. That you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time or any length of time if you wanted to. And you would, naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure, you would say, well, that was great. But now, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control, where something's going to happen to me, and I don't know what that's going to be. And you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a close shave, wasn't it? And then you would get more and more adventurous. And you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. Alan Watts. What are dreams? Dreams are elaborate stories our minds make up while we're sleeping and are usually a pleasant imitation of our daily lives. And while we spend most of our dreaming hours in a sort of fantastical dream type scenario, there can be some not so pleasant dream experiences called nightmares that pop up from time to time. Side note here, the term nightmare comes from the old English mare, which is a mythological demon or goblin who torments others with frightening dreams and stuff, which I I know you know that. Oh yeah, I have a bunch of stuff about demons later on. You know, knowing you, Kelly, I knew that you would. This is awesome. Throughout history, the subject of dreaming or having aspirational dreams has made its way into art, literature, music, and cinema. As Oscar Wilde wrote in his essay, The Decay of Lying, in 1891, life imitates art far more than art imitates life. The two main characters, named after Wilde's sons Vivian and Cyril, engage in a Socratic-style dialogue. Their conversation promotes Wilde's view of romanticism over realism. Vivian tells Cyril of an article he has been writing called The Decay of Lying, a protest. According to Vivian, the decay of lying is an art, a science, and a social pleasure. It's responsible for the decay of modern literature, which is excessively concerned with the representation of facts and social reality. In my opinion, life and art go hand in hand and have had great influence on humanity and creativity. The evidence lies in the ever-expanding collection of work that artists have created and put out into the world. Surrealist painter Salvador Dali described his paintings as hand-painted dream photographs. In one of his most famous paintings, The Persistence of Memory, it's the one you know that featured the melted clocks, mm-hmm. Dali had in fact dreamt a similar scenario inspiring that very painting. There are songs like Dreams by Fleetwood Mac and poems like A Dream Within a Dream by Edgar Allan Poe that further proves that life truly does imitate art. I love surrealism. (laughs) I think because it's just so fantastical in nature. Yeah, it is. It's like a dream scenario. Absolutely. Like everything's so vivid Mm -hmm. and distorted, and I love it. In 1953... Dr. James Watson saw a spiral staircase in a dream and developed the idea of a double helix spiral structure for DNA. In the debate of art imitating life, I think the character Cyril in Wilde's essay is implying that art doesn't have feeling, that art is purely a lifeless subject on its own. What gives art its meaning is the passion, the empathy, and the life we put into it. Thoughts? I I think that's a beautiful sentiment. And I don't think mm-hmm. everyone feels that way, but no, that's I mean, how I feel like that's how I look at art. Like, of course, it doesn't have any meaning on its own. It's just right. colors and specific patterns. But yeah, it, it depends on what spectrum you're on. This has been a big debate. And I think I wanted to talk about this because life imitates art. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and dreaming is a part of life. And dreams are so fantastical and strange. Yeah. Oh, by the way, every time yeah. you say life imitates art, I keep thinking of that song lyric by Lana Del Rey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now you're going to have to tell us what the lyrics are. Man, I can't even think of what song, but it's like, life imitates art. You got that medicine I need. You know what I'm talking about? What song is it? What album? Okay, girl, you got to lay it out. Hold on. <laughs> I love Kelly's dedication. It's Gods and Monsters by Lana okay. Del Rey. My favorite. And it was on American Horror Story. I Which love episode? It. Uh, it was on... Uh-oh. We got to do ourselves another Google? We have to <laughs> it Google? Was, it was on Freak Show. And it was sung by... What's her name? She's blonde. I mean... Jessica Tandy? No, Jessica Tandy's not in that show. You know who we're talking about, yeah, don't I you? Do. Uh, Jessica, and Ta- Jessica Tandy is pretty fucking dope also, for the record. Jessica Lang. Yeah. Yep. Shall we move on? Sorry. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we had to take a little Lana Del Rey tour. All right, let's break it down. Because in reality, dreaming ain't easy. A lot goes into the process of dreaming, and in order to dream, the human brain has to go through several stages. All right, we have REM sleep, and then we have non-REM sleep. And you're looking at me like, I already know this, Arlo, so (laughs) shut up. But a lot of our listeners probably don't necessarily know the deets. Well, yeah. I kind of didn't before before this, so. Well, I'm a sleep tech, so I kind (laughs) of, I kind of have to know them. Like, that's your, that's (laughs) your shit. Yeah. We'll just sit back and listen. There are three phases of non-REM sleep, and I feel like I'm going to fuck this up. And if I do, please tell me. Please stop me and be like, hey, that's not correct. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. All right. I got you. I got you, boo. (laughs) I feel so special. You ready? Yeah. There are three phases of non-REM sleep. Each stage can last from 5 to 15 minutes, and you go through all three of these phases before you reach the REM sleep. In stage one, your eyes are closed, but it's easy to wake you up. This phase lasts anywhere from five to ten minutes. Think about stage (laughs) one when you're like, you know, when you're first falling asleep and you Mm -hmm. close your eyes and you wake up a little bit. Yeah. And then you close your eyes again. You're not, you don't think you're quite asleep. Right. But you're actually. But you are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In stage two, you're in a light sleep. Your heart rate slows down and your body temperature drops. Your body is preparing for stage three, which is a deep sleep, and this can last for 10 to 25 minutes. Is that correct, Amundo? Just like super basic information? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's different, you know? Yes. You are mostly in stage two sleep. Um, The older you get, the less stage three you have. In stage three, you're in the deep sleep stage. It's harder to rouse you during this stage. And if someone were to wake you up, you would feel disoriented for a minute or two. After stage three, you enter REM sleep. REM sleep usually happens about 90 minutes into sleep. When you first enter REM, it lasts about 10 minutes. And then the brain repeats stages one through three over again. Each time the brain reaches REM, the REM stage lasts longer and longer. Typically, the longest REM stage lasts for about an hour. During the deep stages of non-REM sleep, the body repairs itself and regrows tissue, builds bone and muscle, and strengthens the immune system. Now, would you agree on all of that? You'd say that's true? As you get older, you sleep more lightly and get less deep sleep. Aging is unfortunately linked to shorter time spans of sleep, even though studies show you still need as much sleep as when you were younger. Holy shit, your body is like doing shit. Oh, also, if I might point out, Yes, please. The older you get, like you said, the less sleep you get, the less REM you go into. And actually, there has been a link between getting less REM sleep and memory loss. Wow. Yeah. So like Alzheimer's, dementia, Mm -hmm. that all kind of correlates to your sleep. So if you're not going into REM, that could cause long-term issues. So you need to have REM sleep and you're being punished if you don't. Yes. That's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. And actually, I mean, you could just not be going into REM sleep because you're like waking up from sleep apnea too. Okay. All that kind of correlates. Sorry, I get so excited about sleep. No, I totally get that. This is uh, technically, this episode is about dreams. But in order to talk about dreams, we need to talk about how you sleep and how you get to dreams. Yeah, absolutely. These are the bare bones. These are the bones here because we need to get through this. Kind of boring, kind of not. I don't know if you're, you know, into history and stuff. I mean, I I am, but I know that not everybody's into that kind of stuff. So, 
I'm going to edit so much of this. Yeah, it's fine. It's going to be edited. It's great. You got to love editing. It makes you sound perfect. <laughs> Even though we are not perfect people. I'm I wish. Perfect. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So I don't think people realize how much like editing goes into these yeah. episodes hours and stuff. And hours. Oh, my God. Sometimes I want to rip my hair out when I'm editing. I'm like, I have to take a break and step <laughs> away from the computer. Right. And you don't realize all of the space that you create whenever you're talking. Yep. Right. Dialogue, monologue. There's a lot of negative space. Yeah. And air. Mm-hmm. Air time that <laughs> you don't fucking need in yeah. life. Yep. It's interesting to hear the brain thinking, yeah. right? You can hear the gears clicking. You can hear the, the gears, yeah. All right, moving along. So I found this little chart talking about how much sleep you actually need in life. And I'm just going to skim over it. Um, for infants, so like zero to three months, they need 14 to 17 hours a day. Yeah. Holy motherfucking shit. Let me tell you, as someone who just had a baby, this is inaccurate. They don't sleep 17 hours a fucking day. Yeah. Also, I just want to say Ashley Flowers just had a baby. If you don't know who Ashley Flowers is, to all the people out there listening, she has several podcasts. So she's got Crime Junkie and she's got Very Presidential, uh, Full Body Chills, which is one of my favorite fictional podcasts out there. So fucking good. She just announced there's no longer going to be a Supernatural podcast with Ashley Flowers, unfortunately. So I just pimped out her podcast on on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) she's good mm-hmm. i like her stuff also she's good another shout out to another podcaster phoebe judge if you don't know who she is she is the host of the podcast criminal uh yeah go listen to her if you have not are there any podcasts you want to talk about while we're on other people's podcasts um no i'm good wine and crime pretty fucking dope yeah i love wine and crime and this is why we drink uh-huh M is one of my fa- okay low-key crush on M. Okay. No, who doesn't have a crush I, on him? I need... Like, I am in a very serious, committed relationship. You're married. <laughs> Sorry to my partner who's listening. I love you. <laughs> anyway, back to our podcast. After I'm like, I'm fanboying over all these people. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. So much editing is going to happen here. Yeah. Um, So imagine you went to sleep one night and you had an idea and a dream that led to a creation of something epic and profoundly useful to everyone. Like, holy shit, that'd be great. I would love to have financial security for the rest of my life. They're living the dream. (laughs) I guess so. They're living the dream. Oh my God. A dream within a dream. It's like a, it's a babushka of dreams. Well, for Larry Page, that's exactly what happened. He had a dream that he'd been accepted into the wrong university, and that led him to have a stress dream. In that dream, he had a vision that he could download the entire web onto one spare computer he had lying around. When he woke up from the dream, he realized it was plausible. He then decided to take two years off of school to create what became Google. Rest in peace, Ask Jeeves, or Cha-Cha. <laughs> oh, I miss Cha-Cha. If you're old enough to understand what Cha-Cha is like Kelly and I are. Those were the days. Those were the days. Okay, so this next invention that was uh, dreamt goes out to all the grannies and the sewists out there. First of all, you're all doing great work and keep it up. I love people that can sew shit. Like, it's hard to sew. Yeah. Same with like knitting and crocheting and weaving. I weave. You crochet and yeah. knit. And so. uh, shit's hard. Yeah. Even when you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, this is hard. Yeah. Right. So props to you. We're loving you. In 1845, Elias Howe had a nightmare dream that he'd been captured by cannibals. They told him he had to invent a sewing machine within 24 hours or he would suffer a horrible, awful death. When he failed to create the machine, they stabbed him repeatedly with spears that had holes in the tips. When Hal woke from his dream, he realized that he needed to put an eye in the tip of the needle, creating the lock stitch sewing machine. Damn. His nightmare created the sewing machine. What are your thoughts on this? That's fucking badass. (laughs) I am grateful for my sewing machine because I hate hand stitching stuff. Yeah. Like he's got PTSD for the rest of his fucking life. But hey, we've got the sewing machine. We sure do. And he was probably well off for the rest of his life. Yeah. Kelly. (sighs) Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you dream in color or black and white? I dream in color. Have you always dreamt in color? No, 
sometimes I drink in black and white. I've drank in black and white before, but for the most part, it's in color. Or sometimes it's only specific colors. Like sometimes it'll just be black, white, and red. Mm, or mm-hmm. kind of weird, but yeah. Did you know that not all dreams are in color too? I think I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> I always thought it was black and white and the dreams were periodically in color. I didn't know people were fully dreaming in color. Verywellmind.com writes, while most people report dreaming in color, roughly 12% of people claim to only dream in black and white. In studies where dreamers have been awakened and asked to select colors from a chart that match those in their dreams, soft pastels are often those most frequently chosen. Why do some people dream in color? Well, Colors tend to represent emotions in dreams or are representative of the dreamer's personality. So you're probably wondering why some people dream in black and white. Studies show that children from the 1910s to the 1950s were exposed to black and white TV and are more likely to dream experiencing less color and more grayscale. And FYI, color TV was invented in 1953, which if you bought a color TV in the 1960s, it would cost about $300. And in 2022, that would roughly be $2,400. That's a lot of money for a TV. Mm-hmm. And the TVs back then were fucking huge. But you remember in like 2005, there were TVs that cost over 3000 like that's, some of those big, like when the flat screens first started coming out. Yeah. So mm. that's, I feel like that's about accurate. Yeah, I guess so. And then other brands start creating uh, different versions of that, making them cheaper and the yes. market becomes more competitive. Yes. It's not that's as how much we of, get. It's not like it's a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how we get $100 or $200 TVs more yeah. economically affordable for everyone in the world. You know, we're right. not all rich. Yeah. You know, we didn't invent the sewing machine or Google. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have dreams like that. We ain't got that. <laughs> okay, so uh, I got a silly story for you. You want to hear it? I'm ready for it. I think you need to drink more energy drink because you just yawned into the microphone. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. Okay. So when I was a kid, I straight-faced, honestly, asked my mother when everything turned to color. She asked me what I meant by that. I asked again, when did everything go from black and white to color? She laughed and explained that it was always color, which oddly enough, I had a black and white TV when I was a kid. So I'm assuming that that's where I got the whole black and white question. Um, And it wasn't but a few years ago that I didn't realize everyone was dreaming in black and white because I dream in black and white. And then once I did some research on it, I realized, you know, I wonder if some of it had to do with the black and white TV I watched as a kid. I don't know. I'm sure it did. Right? And sometimes I do dream in colors, but like that study said, a lot of them are like pastels. They're very muted. So they're kind of comparable to my waking life, but in my dream life, slightly dulled, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. But I kind of like that, though. I, that kind of makes sense, because my dream where I had, when you talk, were talking about sometimes colors represents emotions of the dream. Yeah. Um, that dream that was in black and white and red, like everything was pretty much tinted in red. That was an anxiety dream. So. <laughs> I bet, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there was a, tor- I remember there was a tornado oh, destroying <laughs> my house. <laughs> wow. So it was like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, right? kind of, except I don't get thrown off to, what is it called? Um, the, the land of Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oz. 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 The Wizard, yeah. the the Oz. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Oz. The land of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Wow. I. Not high. Not stoned. Completely n- sober. <laughs> no. Actually, nope, that's no, not no. true. We've been drinking a little bit. Just a little. Just a little bit. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So some of the most common dreams are people losing teeth. I have this one a lot. Uh, Being naked in front of a whole bunch of people, you know, like you're at school giving a presentation in front of everybody, you know. Yeah, I always thought that I would have a dream like that because I saw it on TV so much. Kind of the same scenario Mm. of I think I would run into quicksand as an adult and I never have. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're going to go home tonight and have those dreams. I don't know. I think I have sleep apnea, so I don't think I... Getting any REM sleep? Okay, another one is being chased. 
uh, I have had dreams where I've been chased in a car and like I'm trying to put my hands on the steering wheel and I cannot turn the wheel, but I'm going really fast. I was chased by a cement truck one time. <laughs> well, in my dream, not, not in real life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed you meant your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to specify. Okay. So flying, people have dreams that they're flying. And my partner, he says that he can actually do this in dreams. Um, I don't ever really recall being able to fly in my dreams. Um, maybe just a tiny bit, like slightly off the ground, but that's pretty much it. I have more dreams of falling than I actually do flying. Mm-hmm. And it's always like off a cliff. Yeah. I'm always like, la, 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 la. Oh, it's just ending. And I'm, and then I kind of wake up before I hit the ground. Or sometimes hitting the ground jolts me awake. And I'm like immediately kind of wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think falling is the number one dream that people have. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a type of arousal when that happens. It's basically where, like, your muscles will twitch. Mm-hmm. And that'll cause a falling sensation. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So in your dreams, you're not actually falling. It's all chemical. Yeah, it's what your brain is picking up and trying to sense and make sense of. And then you wake up because of it. Okay, the brain is extremely powerful. Oh, yeah. Also, I just want to say, I get really weirded out sometimes when I think about how the brain named itself. Like, I get, I go down into a weird <laughs> spiral when I think about how the brain named itself. It hurts my soul. That's like almost shower thoughts, but that's more like high shower thoughts. <laughs> and, and I don't like smoke weed or do anything yeah. like that. So yeah. I'm just, maybe I'm just fried from past years. Jesus. Maybe. God. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> So I think that's pretty much it for me. When doing research for dreams and sleep, there's so much content. It's very hard to put everything in like a 30 minute to an hour podcast. Yes. So I am going to pass the gauntlet on to you. Did I say that right? The gauntlet? I'm going to pass the gauntlet on to you. Yeah, I'll take the gauntlet. um, You take it, girl. (laughs) You take it and uh, you do something with it. So to start off, I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of the history of dreams. I'm only going to touch on a couple cultures just because there's so much. I feel like dreams are one of the most universal human experiences. Everyone has dreams. Everyone can relate to it. Yeah, I agree. So I'm going to start with ancient Egypt because I love ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. So dreams were said to be in a realm between the world of the living and the world of gods and the dead. There were two types of dreams in ancient Egypt. One where the prophecies were very clear and very straightforward. The other type were obscure and bizarre dreams. These they would hold rituals and ask dream interpreters for the interpretation for what the gods hid in these dreams. They would heavily rely on what their dreams had in store for their distant near future. And very similar to what a lot of people do nowadays is certain imagery would be related to different meanings. One specific part of a dream, like you said, like your teeth falling out, it would mean something. So now I'm going to go over to Australia with Aboriginal culture. So this concept is very complex and very, very deep. Roughly translated, it's called the dreaming. Okay. The Ropiri people of the Tanami Desert described their complex of religious beliefs as the Jakurpa, and the Kaji people of East Kimberley used the term Garami. Nailed it. Yeah, I hope so. If I didn't, let me know, but... <laughs> I, yeah, tell Kelly how wrong she is. <laughs> yes, um just kidding but Love you. it's from what i understand it's very very similar it's called the dreaming it's how life started it includes morals familial relationships how land formed they all formed in the dreaming so was it kind of like a premonition to them like is that how they associated it like before evolution and all that stuff like the um, Big Bang i think it's why not i think it's still an active belief Oh, system. Okay. That's how like life was created. Exactly. It was in this place in the dreaming. Yeah, so um, not like Christianity. Yes. Very different. Very different. It's hard to wrap my mind around it. This Australian anthropologist, W.E.H. Stanner, conveyed the idea more accurately in his 1956 essay, The Dreaming, where he coined the term Everwin. 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 Interesting. This is a quote. One cannot fix the dreaming in time. It was and is everyone. Adding that the dreaming has an unchallengeable sacred authority. It's kind of beautiful, everyone. Yeah. 
one name to capture all of it in its essence. Kind of like Prince, you know? Yeah, yeah. So now I'm going to move on to dream theory or sleep theory. Okay. So there's three types of big theories that I've seen, and I'm going to try to dumb it down so I can understand it because they're all pretty complex. The first one is the psychoanalytic theory. This is Freud's theory. Uh Freud said that that it is the unconscious that exposes the true feelings, emotions, and thoughts of the individual. Yeah. So basically, like, you have a sex dream about your mom, so it's like... You want to fuck your mom. You want to fuck your mom, but not... There are, like you said, there are various psychoanalytic techniques Mm -hmm. used to access and understand the unconscious ranging from methods like hypnosis, free association, and dream analysis. Mm. Whereas latent content is the underlying meaning of a dream that may not be remembered Mm. when a person wakes up. Manifest content is the content from the dream that a person remembers upon waking up and can be analyzed by a psychoanalytic psychologist. That was a fucking mouthful. I, you know what? Yeah. I applaud you on that. Thank you. Don't know what the fuck you just said, but uh, it was a mouthful. <laughs> um, basically, the, the manifest content mm-hmm. is the stuff that you're actually going to remember. And yeah. then... More meaningful stuff? Yeah, exactly. And the um, psychoanalyst is going to help determine what you're actually feeling, thinking, rather than the latent content, which might actually give more information. From what I understand, might give more information. They're going to pull that out from the manifest Mm -hmm. content. The second theory is the activation synthesis theory. This was proposed by Harvard psychiatrist J. Allen Hobson and Robert McCarley. They proposed this in 1977, suggesting that dreaming results from the brain's attempt to make sense of neural activity that takes place during sleep. This suggests that dreams are caused by physiological process of the brain. Well, people thought that, like, dreaming and sleeping is, like, a passive process. It's We now know it's not, that the brain mm-hmm. is really active when you dream. Yeah. Like, sleep helps the brain perform a number of activities, including cleaning up the brain, consolidating memories from the previous day, stuff like that. Right. So kind um, of uh, like a filing system. Putting yes. stuff where it needs to go in your brain. Yes, exactly. So the initial publication of this theory, though, caused so much controversy because there was a bunch of psychoanalysts who were analyzing people's dreams that were being told that this isn't accurate science anymore (laughs) and people apparently got mad okay can you break it down for me again like what do you mean by that you mean they got they were in an uproar because it was some kind of new science thing that came out and people were like we're done. We don't want to move forward. Science well, is stupid. There were people who had jobs at, as um, psychoanalysts, mm-hmm. as psychiatrists. Yeah. And they were trying to get to the deeper meaning of the mm-hmm. unconscious in people's dreams. And when they were told that that's not accurate theory anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that it potentially is just like a pseudoscience, something that right, doesn't actually possibly. exist. Yes, possibly. Because all right now they're all theories. But that their whole point of their job was kind of meaningless. People yeah. got in a little bit of an uproar of it, mm-hmm. over it, from what I understand. I think for some people, it can, uh, it's right up there with psychics, mediums. Yeah. Kind of the whimsical, is this true? It's There's no tangible evidence that it exists. Many dream researchers and therapists invested considerable time and effort trying to understand the underlying meaning of dreams. The suggestion that dreams were simply the brain's way of making sense of activity during sleep kind of didn't sit well. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So they felt like... Their whole job was kind of meaningless because they've right. spent all that time and energy trying mm-hmm. to go into someone's subconscious, realizing that's not what that dream was for. It's right. just trying to store information. I could just see like a whole bunch of... Uh, I don't want to gender stereotype here, but... We live in a patriarchy, so... Yeah, we do. Uh, So smash the patriarchy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I could just see a whole bunch of people being like, we're not going to, you know, value your opinion, although you've done all these studies on this because there's no tangible evidence. Yeah. Like that the humans don't need to know what's happening with their brain when they sleep, blah, blah, blah. Damn. Okay. Continue. So it made made some waves. Damn. So now there's the continual activation theory. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a little confused with this one as well, but I'm going to try to explain it as best that I can. Okay. 
So this is the continual activation theory. So in this theory, let's think of two separate computers. One computer is really functioning during non-REM sleep. It is storing temporary memory. It is retrieving temporary memory, going through it, trying mm -hmm. to process it. Mm -hmm. And then it's also taking long-term memory as well okay. and trying to process that. Then it sends everything over into the other computer. Now the second computer, it does the exact same thing, but when you're in REM sleep. So it's saving temporary memory, it's storing it, it's retrieving a long-term memory, going through it, making sure there's no duplicates, stuff like that. What's happening to your microphone? I don't know. She's tippy. She's, she's getting tipsy. <laughs> Everybody on the podcast getting tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so basically you got two brains. One brain is non-REM sleep. The other one is functioning in REM sleep. Yeah. They're both basically doing the same functions, just different stages of sleep. Yes, pretty much. Nice. Okay. Um, and there's more to it. There's mm -hmm. stuff about it, like waking up during sleep. All that plays into it as well. Gotcha. I am just not smart enough to understand that. So I I'm not either. Yeah. So uh, thank um, you for dumbing it down. A little, yeah. The, watering like, it down for us. Very, very watered down. Like this, if this had alcohol, if this was alcohol, <laughs> um, it would it'd be, be. It'd be like a 1090, like, 10, 10 being the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be like 1% alcohol in it. Okay. So next thing I want to talk about is yeah. parasomnias. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Okay, parasomnias. I'm going to talk about non-REM parasomnias. Okay. These are the fun ones. Non-REM parasomnias are night terrors. Night terrors. Not super fun. Ooh, um, okay. But these you don't wake up to. Okay. So people like sweating in their sleep or like mm -hmm. when you're tossing and turning, mm -hmm. but you're not waking up to it. Okay. That's a night terror. You're not going to remember it in the morning. Um, what? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Night sleep terrors. Um, sometimes you do wake up to it, but normally mm -hmm. when someone cries out in their sleep or you hear someone and they're like screaming in their sleep, mm -hmm. that's a night terror. Oh, yeah, that's me. It's, I've done that so many times. Yeah. Uh, Does my... it necessarily mean that they're in REM or mm -hmm. that they're going to wake up from it? I mean, they're, <laughs> they're fully asleep. Right. Okay. But um, normally your heart rate increases during it. Your skin gets really flushed. You like clench your teeth and have like increased muscle tone, mm -hmm. which you don't have during REM. But that's a whole other thing. I remember a few months ago when I was pregnant last trimester and well, like my partner, he rolled over and was like, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I could feel myself crying. Aww. I've cried quite a bit in my sleep over the years. And it's I always mean, like a very muted, soft cry. Mm -hmm. outside of the dream yeah but inside of the dream i'm experiencing something that is sad and traumatic and it's making me feel big emotions yeah and they just kind of seep into my waking life yeah i mean um, that could be a lot of different stuff that could yeah. be like ptsd could be could... and i never remember what the dreams are it's always just mm -hmm. something so incredibly sad it's like also probably dreams of anxiety yeah. as so well that's night terrors oh okay um, nightmare disorder is a rim disorder where you wake up oh, to the nightmares so this happens a lot like it's consecutive happens yes. every night um it can not necessarily um it Got could you. happen every once in a while so like that that chick from tiktok selena spooky boot is would she be she considered has, i think she is a sleepwalker Mm -hmm. um, which she for sure is, or she probably has like some sort of room disorder. Gotcha. Where she's okay. like actively acting out her dreams. Mm -hmm. um, because actually, I'll get into that in a little bit. Oh, okay. I'm getting too excited. <laughs> Look, this is a very interesting topic to me, which is why I'm so glad you suggested. I love learning about sleep and talking about sleep. Your brain mm -hmm. just does weird shit it sometimes. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Shelby doing that. So they're sleepwalking, like I mm -hmm. said, which is normally a non-REM disorder. Yeah. So it could begin by leaving your bed or even bolting from bed and running. That tends Ooh, to happen. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. They normally have very highly inappropriate behavior. Agitated. You could be resistive, belligerent, or even mm -hmm. violent. You've heard those stories where people have been sleepwalking and just straight up kill somebody, right? Yeah. So interesting story. 
about a man who had claimed to drown his wife in a pool and then said that he had fallen asleep and killed her in the water and woke up and she was dead and like the neighbor saw and everything and saw he was being like really aggressive and was like dunking her under and shit you know i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure on the details but i remember reading this years ago and being like what the fuck yeah tell me kelly is it possible that someone could literally kill somebody in their sleep i mean i guess Technically, hmm. um, I would hope you would wake up before that happens. Yeah. But unless the person had taken some kind of medication. People do weird shit on Ambien. Ambien. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. People do weird shit on Ambien. I actually heard this story one time about this woman. Uh, Her granddaughter came to stay with her one night and she had taken her normal dose of Ambien. And when she woke up, they were in the middle of the street in the car and they'd had an accident and the police found them. So the grandmother was arrested. And that's why things like Ambien are fucking dangerous, you know? Yep. I I can hardly even fucking take uh, NyQuil because sleep just seems so fake to me. I want normal sleep unless I'm Um, deathly ill. Then give me all of the shit that you can. And, you know, there are some people who function, have to function with it because otherwise they just don't get sleep. They go days and days without it. Yeah. Um, There's people that take multiple Ambien's because they can't get to sleep i feel grateful that i do not suffer from insomnia i mean i think i did in my 20s but that was just you know before cell phones boredom yeah yeah i can see that (laughs) where are we heading here where are we going i've just derailed us (laughs) um my bad anyway sleep uh (laughs) sleepwalking Mm -hmm. speaking of sleepwalking selena spooky boo Mm -hmm. um love her content yeah so great i love her sleepwalking did you mm-hmm. see the one where she just walks outside and <laughs> then she comes back like it shows a clip of her walking out yeah. shutting the door and then she comes back and she's completely naked other than a cardboard <laughs> box and you you can hear the audio and it's like no 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 how yeah. did i end up behind the shopping center I, naked and she's like, god i felt so bad i know i know selena meyer meyer uh, selena myers that's her name one time she had she released a tiktok and someone had commented You'll never make it as an author. So she schooled this motherfucker. Her clapback video was a video of Amazon and her pointing to every single book that she had written and it was on Amazon. (laughs) Great reviews. And I was like, best clapback ever. We love you, Selena. (laughs) She's awesome. You got to put them in their place. Uh Uh-huh. I guess she does take like, I want to say she takes melatonin, Mm -hmm. a combination of melatonin and she'll eat like cheese or something right before she goes to sleep Yeah, to actually sleepwalk. Mm -hmm. Do you think she might have like an allergy to cheese? I haven't really looked too deep into this. For sure she is lactose intolerant. (laughs) Like that's affecting her. (laughs) Yeah. Her body does not like that. Doesn't handle that well. No. Okay. No. Nice. (laughs) And I think her brother also sleepwalks. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's a hereditary thing. Damn. Yeah. And uh, so they're sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. They're sleep eating. Oh, that's me. That's <laughs> me. I found myself in the middle of the night inside the refrigerator. Okay. So my sister's probably going to kill me, but... Um, <laughs> Some unknown woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she once had a dream where she had just taken a fistful of butter and just shoved it in her oh, mouth. Oh, my God. And just rubbed it <laughs> on her face. And she woke up. You just threw your sister under the bus there. I did. I I love it. But she woke up and she's like, there's no way that happened. And then she felt her (laughs) face and it was oily. And she went over to the fridge and she's like, there's no way. And then looked at it and there was a bite, huge bite taken out of the butter. Like, was it just a stick of butter or was it like a a, cold stick of butter? Oh, God. Wow. Wow. Yep. You know what? I have woken up with like Cheeto stains on my pillow or my bed and be like, ah, fuck. It's usually like from a night of drinking and stuff like that. Well, I, I feel yeah. like that kind of ties in with alcohol. Yeah, it so. does. Just like the sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also some sleep related sexual abnormal behaviors. Oh, shit. Called sexomnia. Okay. You got any so, examples? <laughs> you can also uh, have sex in your sleep. That's oh, a man. thing. Oh, I know that's a thing. I, I'm not even going to tell you how I know that. Uh, <laughs> you can guess. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> well, um, that's uh-huh. normal. There are some REM sleep parasomnias as well. So there's something called REM disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty common in REM disorder. 
to complain of injuries in your sleep. So basically, when you're in REM and you're dreaming and you're Mm -hmm. having sometimes violent dreams, Mm -hmm. you act them out in your sleep. When your body goes into REM, when you go into REM, your body goes through a process called atonia. All it is is your muscles putting you into a paralysis type state. So you don't hurt yourself in REM. So this doesn't happen. Right, exactly. So basically, you're kind of paralyzed. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. When you have this REM sleep behavior disorder, you're acting these out in your dreams. It's really easy to hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. But there is also a uh, nightmare disorder. I think I've told you that before, mm-hmm. where you wake up out of REM and you remember your nightmare. That's pretty common, especially if you have PTSD. Mm-hmm. And then, which is not my favorite because I've had it before and it's not fun, mm-hmm. is sleep paralysis. I've had some sleep paralysis dreams and experiences myself, too. Yeah not i know a lot of people have not fun um and if you know they're fucking know, terrifying yeah absolutely and if anyone doesn't know what sleep paralysis is i'll explain it like i said your body goes into that atonia and you are paralyzed well you normally have sleep paralysis when you're first going to sleep or when you're waking up out of it and your body is trying to go into this atonia so it stops your muscles and you can't move normally it leaves you feeling anxious It leaves you feeling trapped, like something is sitting on your chest, Mm -hmm. and you're actually partially awake. You're in an in-between state of wake and asleep. Interesting. Yeah, it's really weird. So, that being said, there's also exploding head syndrome. Oh, yeah, I've definitely experienced this. And for those of you don't who don't know what exploding head syndrome is, it's known as a sensory sleep start. People with this condition will hear loud noises or feel an exploding sensation in their head when they wake up. They may also see an imagined flash of light upon awakening. This sensation can leave the sleeper with lingering feelings of palpitation, dread, and anxiety, but it's usually painless. I want to tell you my experience with it. Okay, let's hear uh, it. Mid-20s, I had this experience. I was in a deep sleep mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there was a really loud pop in my head. After doing more research on this, I realized that people who astral project, it's them coming back into their bodies. Oh. It's that, that sound of breaking back into the barrier huh. of your like your body. Oh, wow. And I've had it several times and I have absolutely had dreams like that where I have astral projected Yeah, and stuff like that. Anyway, continue. Okay. Okay, <laughs> next is sleep in your Known throughout the world as bedwetting. Did you say Reese's? Uh, also, in, in Reese's. Your... We're still waiting for that uh, sponsorship. <laughs> in your Reese's. So it's just bedwetting. Kids have it. There are sleep disorders that are associated with sleep in your Reese's. And um, treating those disorders can sometimes get rid of the sleep in your Reese's too. Gotcha. So things like what, so for like example? Sleep apnea can. Mm-hmm. Um, nightmare disorder can. Like stuff like that. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and felt like something was holding you down in your bed? Maybe you look up and see a shadow. Maybe an old woman. Maybe a man. Then you feel nails of the old woman run down your arm. Maybe you feel the breath of the man. Or maybe you feel as if an invisible force is choking you, not letting you catch your breath. So this is sleep paralysis. I kind of got chills when you were talking about it. Yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. Very. And I definitely experienced it. There Please are. Please tell me that you're going to tell some stories because I fucking need some sleep paralysis stories. Yes. Okay. In Newfoundland. Or Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Newfoundland sorry. <laughs> it's called nice. the old hag. Mm-hmm. In the Caribbean islands of St. Lucia, this creature is called the cockroach. Creature. creature. St. <laughs> Lucia the creature. <laughs> In the Caribbean islands of St. Lucia, this creature is called Kokma. It is the spirit of a dead, unbaptized baby, which attacks people in their beds and cuts off their respiration by I'm jumping sorry. on their chest. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And grasping their throats. Other <laughs> forms of succubus nightmare creatures include Lamia, Streaks, and Lilith. As early as ancient Mesopotamia throughout the Roman Empire, a demon referred to as Incubus was what people blame bad dreams on. It's not just like a 90s man. Yeah! <laughs> late 2000s. No, late 90s, early 2000s. Sweet. Man, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> the Incubus was said to have sat on your chest and into terrible dreams and made it so you could not move. So I'm going to go tell some stories that one I got, two I got from BuzzFeed. 
The first time it happened to me was when I went for a nap during the day. I was lying on my side, facing away from the door, when I woke up to the sound of my door closing. I tried to turn around to see I'd come into my room, but I couldn't move. My eyes were wide with terror. I could see everything in my room. I heard this thing walk around, and it sat on my bed, and I could feel my bed dip from its weight. No, thank you. Then it shuffled towards me, and I felt, and it felt like it began to spoon me. It was extremely tall. My God. I was trying to move so hard, but I was just lying still. The thing started breathing on my neck and tickling my back. It then stood up and left after a few minutes. This was the most terrifying thing that has ever happened to me. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so she was like big spooned by an incubus? Yeah, possibly. Or a demon. Or sometimes mm. it's called the old hag. Yeah. Which I've heard about the old hag is typically the old hag will appear in your house or apartment, usually in the kitchen. It's kind of where they start. Mm-hmm. And uh, like oh. you wake up around 3 a.m. You smell smoke. Typically what she does, you know, it's kind of her warning sign. You hear her in the kitchen because she's coming for you. Usually because you're about to die. Like you're either really sick or death is upon you. No, thank you. (laughs) I'm good. Yeah. That's terrifying Um, to me. A lot of the imagery I see from people with these like stories just looking through, Mm -hmm. it's either an old woman, it's a man with a hat, which I've seen, Mm -hmm. um, or almost a cat-sized creature, Mm -hmm. maybe a baby. Wow. Yeah. Really weird. Very scary. Yeah. So here's another one. I once had a woman in black experience where I woke up with a heavy weight on my chest and in the corner of my eye, I thought I could see someone at the end of my bed. The figure had a large hat and a black veil hanging down over its face. It started to stomp its feet and scream at me as if to get me to look at it. I didn't move. I was laying on my back with my head to the side, and I remember trying to move to pick up a glass to throw out the figure, but my arms wouldn't work. When I came around, I burst into tears. One of the most terrifying experiences I've had, and still to this day, can't sleep on my back. Yeah, it's really hard for me to sleep on my back, too. Yeah. I totally get that. So you were talking about the black-figured woman with a veil. Is that kind of like a banshee? Because she said she was wailing. Usually the banshee is screaming in like kind of a sign that something... It's kind of a bad omen. Yeah. I I assumed it was a man, but no, they just said a black figure. It absolutely could be. As a sign of warning, I know that there have been several accounts, I think we talked about this in past episodes, where the the banshee would be standing on the hill in the middle of the wars, and that's how you knew that trouble was coming, is the banshee would call out and scream. So you would know to take shelter or, you know. Yeah. You know. Did I make that up? Because I know that we talked about that. I don't think we have. That's weird. Or maybe I saw it and maybe I was going through research. I don't know. Okay. I am going to say this Reddit story and then I'm going to tell my story. Okay. Before I learned to cope with it, I've seen a few awful things. Horror films don't really do anything for me anymore because I've already seen the most terrifying things that I already could. Here's a few of the things I remember off the top of my head. There was a little girl in my room staring at me. Then without notice, she shrieks, runs up and starts choking me. That was one of them. Okay. A large dark figure, kind of a human silhouette, emerged from the foot of my bed and just stared down at me. Another time, something banging and scraping on my bedroom floor. I keep it locked up at night because I have had times where it opens by itself. The door isn't open when I wake up. It only opens in the dream. Another time, my bedroom door is opening by itself, followed by dark figures coming into my room. Then, the earliest one I can remember is with my mother in the room. She's sitting on my bed and then her face starts to morph that's it. Her face starts to morph into a demon. Sorry, I didn't. So, finish so it. these are all. Um, those were all dreams that this person had. They were all like... different accounts of the sleep paralysis oh that they've God. had. Okay, now onto my story. Okay. So I remember it was I was living by myself in my own apartment, and I had these massive windows. They were probably about ten feet tall. It was it was pretty. But I didn't really have very good, like, lighting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, the moon would kind of shine through when I was on an upper story. I remember waking up in the middle of the night. I think when I actually checked my phone, it was 3 a.m. 
I woke up with some like anxiety a little bit. I couldn't mm-hmm. move, obviously. And I looked up and I saw a man with a hat and a trench coat mm-hmm. just staring down at me. So like a man in black? Yeah. It was just darker than the shadows. And there was light coming through because mm-hmm. um, of the moon. It was, I right. think, a full moon. Light was coming through my mm-hmm. um, blinds. So it was very clear that it was a masculine figure, just dark. And then I remember thinking, nope, and just kind of rolling over, trying to mm-hmm. ignore it. And I looked still there, and I just try to go to sleep. Ugh, not fun. I, you know, I, I have several stories, too, and we, we just don't got time for that. But I do remember my first sleep paralysis story ever, and I was about 15 years old. And I thought I had actually had a seizure in my sleep Ooh. because... I was screaming so, well, not screaming. I was moving so hard. I Okay, after school, I'd fallen asleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And I had the sleep paralysis. I didn't know what it was. And I was shaking so hard. I thought that I, when I actually woke up and came out of it, I thought I'd had a seizure. Oh, and my it scared gosh. me. And I didn't tell anyone. I didn't know if anyone would believe me or, like, what the hell just happened. Yeah. And I had had a dream that I had traveled to hell in an elevator oh my gosh and yeah and i knew that i was going down to hell because it was really hot the elevator door was really hot and that's kind of whenever i woke up yeah like nightmares don't usually make sense they're very yeah. chaotic but um i really enjoyed hearing about it and i hope um who's ever listening out there enjoys hearing about it too Right. And if you have any experiences like what we've shared with you today, please email us Absolutely. at at gmail.com. Also, if you want to follow us on uh, Instagram, we got one of those. If we're, you want us to talk hip. about your stuff, let us know too. And yeah. we would love to. Absolutely. Well, totally uh, if you tell saw, your stories. Yeah. If you saw Bigfoot, we want to hear about that too. <laughs> I mean, whatever you got. Kelly, I don't. Okay. Look, I love you, but I don't think Bigfoot actually exists. Um. It's, well, if Bigfoot didn't exist, why do we have a hunting season for Bigfoot in Oklahoma? So. Okay, okay, okay. I just, it People, doesn't make sense that he doesn't. I, you know, honestly, I don't even have any, I don't have the energy to, like, fight that. <laughs> because I know it's true. I know that those things exist. It's the, what is it, the Sasquatch Festival or some shit where they go yeah. hunting for Bigfoot and stuff? Yeah. The Yeti or whatever. Oy. There's a couple throughout the U.S., that's scary. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening. And um, we're glad you came back to start listening to season two. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye.